It's been about six months since I started the Bells and Whistles Theater, which is kind of the creative home of this podcast now. It's where I release all the upcoming episodes, extra scenes, and standalone short stories. I'm working on my second short story now. And if you're curious about how things are going with the podcast, if I will keep podcasting, uh, and if I am able to survive as a creator, I have just published a free episode of my In the Wings Behind the Scenes podcast, where I discuss um, how I feel about the Bells and Whistles Theater in the Lesbian Romantic Podcast and its future right now. So if that interests you, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and sign up for free, and you'll have access to that um, episode of my behind-the-scenes podcast. All right, let's get to this episode. You're watching TLR Network, and this is Breaking News with Sigrid and Veronica Volume. This is Veronica Volume from a mysterious alley in the audio universe, and we're standing here after an anonymous source sent in a tip about the possible location of the Bells and Whistles Theater. And we've been keeping an eye on this place ever since we got that tip. And uh, we have seen some activity there by the door, some measurements were taken. But we cannot confirm at this time that this will be the actual location of the Bells and Whistles Theater. Again, we know that the theater will open soon and that there will be 100 seats available. So we're not expecting a massive crowd for that opening. But there, we, we assume there will be important guests So we are ready to stay here, keep an eye out for you, and as soon as we have more to report on that location of the Bells and Whistles Theater and its possible opening in the coming days, we will let you know. Back to the studio. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. This is Connection Revealed, Part 31. Without the bells and whistles. Quick reminder, from now on, the episodes on this free feed will, not all of them will be fully produced with music and sound effects anymore. That is now a theater exclusive. So if you would like to hear these stories as they were intended to be heard, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic and become part of the bells and whistles theater. Enjoy the episode. September 23rd, 2063. San Francisco. Fire Blue Territory. North American Province. 6.45 a.m. Local time. Louise felt better, except for when she felt worse. She believed Elle, except for when doubts crept in. She wanted to trust Elle, but her mistrust remained. What was the cause of it? Louise had no idea. She just had a feeling inside her that something wasn't quite right. She chewed on her lower lip as she veered the steering wheel of her car to the right. 
Taking the longer route to work would give her some time to think without constantly having to watch out for other drivers. Elle had shared with Louise more than she should have, and Elle had explained almost everything to Louise. There was no reason why Louise should be suspicious or doubtful at all. Yet, despite her best efforts, uncertainty and doubt lingered. The global scientist had been at the residence in the middle of the night because she had offered to share very sensitive information. Elle had brought her there so that almost no one would know. Elle no longer trusted most of the people around her. Yes, everything Elle had said was plausible. Louise still didn't like it. She knew Elle sometimes made seemingly irrational decisions going against everyone's advice. At times... It made her an exceptionally passionate and effective leader. Other times, though, Elle got herself into a lot of trouble. Whenever she did, it was because she cared too much about something that others could just dismiss. Elle found it hard to let go once she had chosen a direction. It's what Louise loved about her, yet it was simultaneously what scared her. If Al hadn't taken steps that were completely irrational at the time, then they wouldn't be together now. And this always made Louise feel special. Except now, Elle was risking everything again. Only this time, none of it had to do with Louise. This unsettled Louise in a way she found hard to even admit to herself. It made her feel small and insecure, as if she were jealous. The car passed her on the opposite side of the long, curling road and flashed its lights. Louise blinked, pulled from her thoughts. She quickly assessed the situation and her surroundings. What was the other driver warning her about? Trees and rocks flew by too fast, and she glanced at the dashboard. She was driving over the speed limit. Louise's heart skipped a beat and she gently pressed down on the brake. She needed to slow down and calm down. Jealousy. Was that what she was feeling? Louise frowned. She didn't like to think of herself as a jealous person at all. She had worked hard not to feel insecure around Elle, which honestly could be very challenging. Elle had so much charisma and was famous around the globe. Surely there were plenty of women who'd love to be with her. Men too, of course, but those would never be a threat. Neither had the women, Elle had always told her. And Louise had chosen to believe her. She'd never had any reason not to. Until now. Was she being paranoid about this? Or would she be naive if she didn't question Elle's choices and actions right now? Elle had left the house early again this morning. She hadn't told Louise where she was going, except that she needed to follow up on the situation with the scientist. Did that mean she was going to see that woman again? Louise wished she could talk to a friend, but she couldn't. The people she worked with could never be her friends in that way. And she didn't know many other people in Fire Blue territory. She'd always thought she didn't need to. Louise shifted gears as she took in a deep breath. She slowed down a little more, suddenly unsure about going into work today.
She wasn't sure she could pretend to be all right. She was sure everyone was keeping an extra eye on her after the events of the last few days. Louise had seen pity and worry in her co-worker's eyes. She could deal with the worry, but not with the pity. Everything is going to be okay, Louise told herself. You love your work. She repeated it aloud. Everything is going to be okay. You love your work. Then she said it once more. Everything is going to be okay. Elle loves you. She deserves your trust, Louise now uttered and nodded, meeting her own gaze in the rearview mirror. <sighs> Louise exhaled and clenched her grip on the wheel. September 23rd, 2063. Monique Biden Hospital, San Francisco. Fire Blue Territory, North American Province. 6.45 a.m. local time. Ugh, Elle sighed and hid her face in her hands. She didn't know how long she'd been in the toilet stall. Elle knew she had to come out soon. Her security team was probably on high alert already. Elle didn't make a habit of disappearing into restrooms for long periods of time. She got up and pushed open the door, confident that she was still alone. She hadn't heard anyone coming in while she was there. Elle washed her hands but got distracted by the pale face in the mirror. Why do hospital lights always make you look worse? She wondered. She had barely slept, of course, and the fatigue showed. The gray smudges under her eyes were darker than the color of her irises. Elle shook her head and thought, What am I doing? Ellen's angry remarks had hit a nerve. Elle had loved her aunt, Monique, but her aunt's legacy was far from loving. She had passed away only a few years ago in the same weeks that Elle met Louise. Monique Biden had been a fierce and demanding woman. She was one of the founders of this republic and didn't shy away from violence or betrayal to accomplish her goals. But Elle had always opposed violence. She sought peaceful independence for the Fire Blue Rebels. In her own mind, Elle was the exact opposite of her aunt. So why would Ellen accuse her of being like Monique? She peered hard at herself in the mirror once again, trying to see what Ellen saw. Apart from the gray eyes, Al saw no resemblance with Monique Biden. Maybe in a few days, she could tell Louise everything and Louise could help her understand. Elle ran a hand through her curly hair, readying herself to go back outside. She needed to confront Michelle Becker and the scientist. It was time to put her plan into action. There would be no way back after this. And Louise might never forgive her, but it was the only way out that Al could think of at this point. She would finally rip the bandage off. September 23rd, 2063. Monique Biden Hospital, San Francisco, Fire Blue Territory, North American Province. 7 a.m. 
local time. Jade was certain she had pushed things too far, asking Michelle all these questions. But she wanted to know more. She needed to know more. Jade felt too much too soon for Michelle not to know more about her. A strange emotion was gripping her chest, making it feel tight and filled with a restless energy she was unfamiliar with. She had opened the door of her heart, and her heart was not pleased with how exposed it was. Why do you wear a wedding ring? Michelle asked, her voice strained. Jade's head snapped to face Michelle. She was aware that Michelle was trying to avoid answering her question about Louise, but she was also completely taken aback. Why was Michelle asking this now? It couldn't be a coincidence. She should have removed Reed's ring long ago. Jade had placed it in a box a couple of years previously, but then had missed it intensely and put it back on. After that, Jade had just grown accustomed to the ring, forgetting about what it had meant for the most part. She thought she could take it off now, since she rarely thought about Reed any longer. But Jade had vowed to herself never to tell anyone about her, especially not someone from the army. The stakes were still too high even now. You can tell me if you're married, Michelle persisted. Jade looked into Michelle's blue eyes. There was anguish in the darkest depths of Michelle's irises. You think I'd cheat on someone? Jade asked. Michelle blinked. I'm not judging you if... She said slowly, but then stopped. Jade tilted her head, unsure what to think. Was Michelle being kind to her by being forgiving even if Jade was cheating? Or was Michelle showing her true colors, making no problem of cheating in a relationship? I'd never cheat, Jade said slowly, looking at Michelle with distrust. Would you? No, Michelle immediately said, shaking her head. Why would I do that? Too messy. I'd just break up first. Jade narrowed her eyes. But you wouldn't mind if I were married and cheated? Michelle's lips parted. Jade watched her think, blue eyes moving to the left and then to the right. Finally, Michelle took in a deep breath before saying, I actually would mind. Okay, Jade said quietly. Okay, she repeated in an attempt to calm herself down. I didn't mind in the past. Michelle added, now averting her gaze again as if she was embarrassed. I figured it wasn't up to me to police other people's relationships. I've slept with people whom I knew were married. Jade frowned, considering that. But it's different with you, Michelle continued. Her voice sounded so fragile all of a sudden, and Jade studied her face again. Michelle looked terrified. Jade instinctively reached for Michelle's hand, but Michelle pulled it back and shook her head. Please, just give me some time, Michelle whispered. Like I said, I'm, I'm not good at this. Okay, Jade replied softly, biting down on her lip. She wanted to get closer to Michelle, feeling like they were on the verge of a breakthrough. But if she pushed Michelle too far, Michelle might run. 
Still, there was also a sense of danger. Jade knew she would not like many things about Michelle. Their gazes met, and Jade's breath caught, for in Michelle's eyes was a warmth she had not seen before. Something had changed between them, but whatever this new thing was, it was very fragile and visibly scaring Michelle to death. Jade smiled. Let's take it step by step. We don't have to know everything right now. Michelle smiled hesitantly and nodded. This time, they did hear footsteps in the hallway. They looked at each other and instinctively Jade reached for the side of the hospital bed, ready to jump out. Wait, Michelle said. It's okay. We want them to think we're together. Jade flinched. Think? She blurted out without much thought. She started clambering over the metal side of the bed, her veins immediately filling with rage. No, Michelle said urgently. I mean, it's okay if they know. Before Jade could comprehend what Michelle had just said, the door opened. She lost her footing and tumbled off the bed, not quite falling, but still ending up on the floor with an audible thud. You have got to be kidding me, Eleanor Lucas said, eyeing them both. This was part 31 of Connection Revealed. I want to thank everyone who has supported the show over the years with a voluntary gift or by becoming a patron. You know, it's normal for a show to have a very low percentage of people who support the show. Usually there's only like 2 to 3%, some, some people say 1% uh, of listeners or viewers uh, who will actively support the show and keep it going. My estimate is that with this show, about four out of a hundred people support the show, so that's a little bit better. And I want to thank those four people from the bottom of my heart, because you are the ones who have kept me around for such a long time. Thank you so much. All right, I believe there is some more news from that mysterious alley in the audio universe. I'm going to go back to Veronica volume. Veronica, are you there? Yes, Sigrid, some breaking news. We can confirm that this is the actual location of the Bells and Whistles Theater. Why do we know this? They just put up the commemorative plaque at the entrance of the theater so now we can confirm that it exists and that it is here and that it will be here for its 100 members from now on. All we have to do is wait for that official opening and we do hope to see some special guests. I was talking to a neighbor around here and she said she did see some cars stopping, some people entering the building earlier today and yesterday. And some of those people did match our description of uh, some, some, some famous people from the Lesbian Romantic Podcast. So we're very much looking forward to seeing if they will be a guest at the opening of the theater. That is all, Sigrid. Thank you so much, Veronica. If you too want to find out more about the Bells and Whistles Theater and its exclusive, immersive launch experience, go to patreon.com slash lesbianromantic. That is all for this episode. I will see you again soon.